Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Since it is March, and in March we think of St. Patrick's Day, and when we think of St. Patrick's Day, we think of like Irish people, and Irish people are known for their whiskey. Mm-hmm. We are actually doing a whiskey slash bourbon heist for our episode today. But before we do that, and we get into the, the juicy goss around this case, <laughs> if you want to hang out with us on social media, you can do so by heading over to Three Spooked Girls on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is our handle, Three Spooked Girls. If you want to join a community of like-minded, special weirdos, as I like to think of myself, so I feel like people in there are also weirdos too, because you know, in the best way, those are the best, the best kinds of people. <laughs> we have a Facebook group that has over three thousand people that get together and just kind of discuss the discuss our episodes. We also that's where we do our like exchanges and we do a lot of announcements in there sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's like the only place we'll do an announcement on things. Our book club. There's so much fun stuff. If you are on, if you have a Facebook, just go join. Mm-hmm. You don't have to participate. You can be a looky loo. We love you too, so it's totally fine. Yeah. But go join our Facebook group. Do it. And be part of our community of great spooksters. Mm-hmm. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For little as a dollar, you get a bonus episode each month. It rolls out on the last day of the month. And typically they're fun things that Tara and I like get to banter and chit chat about. Mm -hmm. We also have Slaughters, which is where I talk about a movie to Tara. Sometimes Tara's watched the movie. Sometimes she hasn't. Sometimes I tell her what movie we're doing ahead of time. (laughs) But (laughs) sometimes we don't. It's all all just depends. (laughs) And I tell you a storyline poorly because if you have listened to me talk for more than five minutes about a movie, you know that nothing comes out in order and I forget a lot of detail and have to go back and like insert it later. It's it's fine. It's fun. <laughs> I just feel like listening to me is tell a story like that is the most entertaining thing. People have told mm. me that all my life. They're like, you tell the best stories about movies or books or something because it's mm-hmm. never linear. Mm-mm. It's very like circular or. Yes. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey, if you get the reference. <laughs> Three Spooked Girls is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always changing and growing. 
I know that when I'm going through times of growth in my life, sometimes I just need to talk it out with someone who's going to have an unbiased opinion and be able to, you know, help me along the way. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery wherever you are. I know that in the last year, I've gone through a lot and being able to talk to a therapist has been something that's been really, really good for me. And being able to have someone reflect back what I'm saying is so helpful. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charges. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash spookedgirls to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spookedgirls. Also, we have Tara's Haunted Grounds, where she talks about haunted things and Mm -hmm. typically talks about some sort of caffeinated beverage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't haven't in a while. You haven't talked about caffeinated beverages in a while? No, I was just like, nah, fuck that shit. We're going in the story. But I will bring them back. I will. I actually, I thought about it too late after last month's. It was like when I was editing it. I was like, damn it. But it's okay. I'll do one for March. I got you guys. It's fine. I apologize, guys. I have a cold, so if I sound a little weird, that is the reason why. We're just passing it back and forth, even though we're not in the same state. It's fine. <laughs> I got <laughs> sick first, and like, then Tara got sick, and then like my sickness came back. I'm like, this is just murder. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So we're going to get into this. If you don't know, if you have the Netflix, you should definitely watch the show called Heist. Yes. It's a series. And there is, I don't remember specifically what episodes they are, but there are two episodes and they are called Bourbon King, or as I love it called, is Pappy Gate. Yes. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is about some bourbon heists. And they can't even really say that, like, it had, like, they're always talking about, like, 2013, but mm-hmm. it's like, this shit happened for a a minute and a half like it yeah. was a long it was a long while yeah that's just when it came to light pretty much is in yes. 2013 it's because somebody was doing their job so our <laughs> main character in which let me just say i know that i said someone was doing their job somebody wasn't doing their job <laughs> for a very long time <laughs> yeah this is true okay so these, we're going to, okay, so the character, the main character in this is a gentleman by the name of Toby Kurtzinger, which I was like, perfect name for a bad guy. Love this. Mm-hmm. Kurtzinger. I like how you say character like he's not a real person. <laughs> I mean, I like it. He's a real person, guys. This is a real case. This is a real case for real. <laughs> this is like real though it does play out very movie like oh my god yeah okay sorry i just i just thought that was funny i'm done now <laughs> they could literally you know how like there was that really tragic movie they made like 30 minutes or less mm-hmm. about that thing that happened yeah they should have made a movie about this instead of that one right i agree okay also i want to say the reenactors in this movie <laughs> are on this show are fucking spot on they all like yeah. sometimes i'm like wait is that him Oh, no, they did Right. Yeah, they did really good. I was like, they were real spot on. Yeah. His name is Toby. His name is actually Gilbert. And Mm -hmm. this takes place in Frankfort, Kentucky, around the company, the Buffalo Trace Bourbon Distillery Company. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All the characters are there. And also in Frankfurt, there's like several bourbon distilleries and Wild Turkey yeah. is there. So a lot of people know Wild Turkey. Yes. One of the brands or one of like the kind of lines or products that comes out of Buffalo Trace is this like really like special because they go into like the history of the brand, like how mm-hmm. it was like this this family and everything like that. And there is yeah. a particular brand. It's Pappy Van Winkle Bourbon. Mm-hmm. And they have, <laughs> oh my God, I just pulled it up literally on Google. <laughs> There's like the Pappy Van Winkle bourbon is like a special thing they made. Mm-hmm. And as I'm staring at Google right now and it's giving me like, you know, the options for shopping. There's yeah. one listed for 30 or like $4,000 and the next two are like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, be smart with your bargain with your whiskey hunting. <laughs> but that I guarantee you that 30 th- that $4,000 one, mm-hmm. that's part of his like fucking heist shit. Oh, probably. I would believe mm-hmm. it. So Toby worked at Buffalo Trace for like 26 years or something like that he started in like 89 yeah he worked there for so long and it was one of those he said like his very first day like he shows up and they're like they open a bottle and they pass a shot around to everyone and he's like oh i don't drink whiskey Mm -hmm. and they were like you're gonna do this (laughs) they're like you do now (laughs) yeah pretty much i was like dude you live in kentucky how do you not drink whiskey right it's like living in California and not drinking mm-hmm. Tito's at some point. Just saying. <laughs> True. So he starts working there and he kind of moves departments. But basically what he kind of finds himself in this situation where he's noticing that people are stealing shit. Mm-hmm. And he realizes he can also steal shit. So yeah. it's kind of like he takes a bottle like I think at one point in time. The Pappy Vault is like the way that they show it in the in the documentary, and I'm mm-hmm. assuming they're actually filming in the in the distillery. Yeah, I would think is so. It's like the Pappy shit is just behind a wall, like a, a fenced wall. Yeah, just like there. <laughs> so he like goes in and takes some, and then they're like drinking it and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. his, so he starts becoming the guy that is known as the Getter. He's like red off of. Shawshank Redemption, but only Mm. for bourbon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the other thing is, in this area in Frankfurt, the big culture is is like what people do for fun is -hmm. they play softball. So he's really into a softball team. Mm -hmm. He and his buddies, they kind of form this like group, right? So they're like, it's almost like it's a ring, if you Mm -hmm. might want to say, like a grouping. And he knows that like there are the mover and shakers in Frankfurt that want this 10-year, 20-year Pappy Van Winkle. Mm -hmm. So he starts putting it in the right hands. Along the way, Toby meets his wife, Julie, and they get married, and she has a very 1990s dress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, dang. Right, I know. And they get married, and they have two kids, Kate and Bella, who are just adorable. Yeah. In fact, at the like the second part when they like actually show his kids and like mm-hmm. they're interviewing them and like Cade, his son is like crying about how like how his dad like hated himself and like things mm-hmm. like that. And I was just like, oh my god, like I've never rooted for a bad guy more mm-hmm. than to- than Toby Kurtzinger ever. Because <laughs> obviously, spoiler, like the reason I made this is because he got caught. Mm-hmm. 
when they were sentencing him to prison. I was like, why? For what? You just stole some bourbon. I'm like, oh no, Jessica, that's a yeah. That's a crime, Jessica. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Tara admitted, like you you kind of end up liking the dude, right? Yeah, that's kind of what makes it a little problematic. I mean, I get it. I it's like it's he's stealing bourbon from a company versus you know, I get it. There are worse crimes, but at the same time you're like you don't want to like him, so you're like interesting. I don't know. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to like you because you're a thief, but also like, because like you can kind of tell like the reason they start talking about why he starts selling it. And he's mm-hmm. talking about how his wife works all the time. And like, yeah. you know, he's making $15 an hour, like supporting yeah. a family and his wife is in real estate. And like, you know, he's wanting these dreams for his family. And well, he right. went, oh, shit. I thought of something else, too, because it says they they guess that he started stealing in 08. That's when the fucking the recession hit. And, you know, being a real estate agent, I can like my my mother was a real estate agent during that time. So I know how Mm -hmm. shitty it got, you know, so it's like you're not justifying what he's doing. But it's like that timing makes complete sense. Oh. For sure. I want to say 100%. I do not condone what he did. But on a personal level, I'd hang out and get a beer with him. Maybe not a whiskey. That might be too, like... But, you know, I'd want yeah. to hear his... Like, I'd want to hear his side. Mm-hmm. What's going on behind behind the scenes, mm-hmm. Toby? Anyway, so he kind of... this. It just kind of grows. Like, I don't even really know how to, like, explain it. He starts getting other people involved. He's got this guy on his softball team that works over at, at Wild Turkey and the guy at Wild Turkey like moves the barrels and is like, dude, I yeah. could just get you a barrel of whiskey. Right. It's crazy. It's like it sounded like it started with I can't remember who it was, but that dude that came to his house and just was like, let me take some of those bottles that's at your house yeah. and then brings them back fucking stacks of cash. I'm like, right. That is so crazy. I know he totally like he totally just fell into this. This wasn't mm-hmm. like this wasn't like when we talk about like the wine heist that we did back in November. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't like these two guys were like, we're going to make it rich in the whiskey business. This dude yeah. was like, sure, I took those from work. Of course you can like, oh, you brought me five hundred dollars back for those two <laughs> bottles of whiskey. Right. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that was the amount. I'm just throwing a number out there. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like that. So then he was like, oh, I'll get people things. I'll get people things. And he kept doing it. And then, like, the guy from Wild Turkey gets involved. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, the guy is like, you know, they literally have barrels of whiskey. And the barrel alone would be like $100,000 worth of whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Right? Insane. I don't even know how much Wild Turkey cost. I'm so glad Me Google exists. I'm calling it whiskey, but it's bourbon. Okay, so wild turkey for like a regular normal thing mm-hmm. is like tw- around twenty dollars at Total Wine and more. I mean, there's like more expensive ones, but just like the normal "I got you" mm-hmm. is like twenty bucks. Yeah, there's no way. So they must have been stealing the high quality shit. Oh yeah, for sure. And so they kind of just basically these individuals keep selling more things. They're like. They start bringing them to poker games and the poker games have like U.S. representatives like to Congress and like state politicians and local politicians and judges and the police people. And like, you know, 
all these individuals and they're like making, they're making money and all they're doing is going to work, doing their job, stealing some bottles and going home. Well, so one thing I noticed when I was looking at this is like the price difference that you saw. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's cheaper, obviously for like newer ones, it's the older ones and they do tip. Yeah, they do typically go to two to four K per bottle, which is for wild turkey for the pappy one. Oh, yeah. No, those are like, that's like special. They only make, they said like 7,000 bottles a year or something yeah. like that. It's like mm-hmm. very small amount of bourbon they make for this. And it's aged. And you have to think like, they make enough for like 7,000 bottles. But it's mm-hmm. like, you don't know if 7,000 bottles are going to survive that. And exactly. So I'm sure there's years yeah. where like, something happened in a barrel broke or shit like that. And mm-hmm. some are more like some are more expensive. But like, these guys were selling 15-year Pappy Van Winkle for, like, $1,000 in, like, 2011. Mm-hmm. And this was Crazy. really before, like, the really big movement of bourbon. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love the article that I'm using as a reference, guys. They keep calling him a, ma- a criminal mastermind, and it's in quotation marks. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like it literally just, like, fell in his lap. And then he just... Which makes total sense. Did it. I mean, I actually think this is how a lot of crimes begin. Like, a lot of people yeah. do get involved with shit because it, it's easy. Also, I'm just going to call it out. Like, these facilities were not doing, like, count checks. They weren't, like, mm-hmm. counting their inventory. They weren't looking. Like, when we did the great, the great Maple Syrup heist, like, those people were at least counting fucking barrels. Right, right? exactly. These people yeah. weren't counting barrels. And so it's just him and his friends on his softball team. They are selling. So, like, Toby's getting the bourbon and bringing it to like his friends. And they're just, they're basically like a small little operation. Mm -hmm. And so more time goes on and flash forward to 2000. So we've gone from 2008 to 2013, all this shit's happening, right? Mm -hmm. And in 2013, an employee at Buffalo Trace decides to fucking do their job. (laughs) Hmm. I don't know if they hired this individual to do this job, but like, yeah, in the in the documentary, she's a she. So Mm -hmm. it's a woman. I don't know Mm -hmm. if the actual individual was a woman. Right. The individual is like going into the pappy room and is like counting and realizes that there's like a case of 20 bottles missing. Right. Like, this is how this all starts. She notices one case is missing. Yeah. And she calls 911. They call 911 and the sheriff's department gets involved and enters our next wonderful individual character person who, by the way, his like lookalike, his double, his whatever, his his reenactor actor, perf. His name is Sheriff Pat Milton. Now, there's a couple things you need to know about Pat Milton. He comes from a family of law enforcement. So it's like his dad, his aunt, his like uncle, like cousins, people, they're all involved in law enforcement. So he's super excited. And he runs and becomes the sheriff of this county. And Mm -hmm. you have to realize that sheriffs are elected officials. This is why, like, you hear a lot of people say, like, sheriff's departments are corrupt or the sheriff is corrupt. Mm -hmm. is because they're an elected position. So they have to, like, basically make their constituents happy so they can get Mm reelected. Now, Pat gets wind of this pappy gate as they've decided to call it and he like runs on full media like he is giving press conferences he Mm -hmm. is in front of everybody 
all these people who are involved with it are watching the news and like they're all texting each other, which also, guys, if you're committing crimes, what do we talk about? Don't leave a paper trail. Don't leave a texting trail. Right? Like, bro. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so they're all texting each other like, oh, my God, this is on there. And they're kind of like, ha, 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 whatever, blah, blah, blah. So he comes and he's like, we're going to find these people. And immediately Pat goes, this is an inside job. These have to be an employee of this situation. So they start mm-hmm. looking and they essentially, they interview like a hundred people at Buffalo Traces. And I don't know if they actually interviewed him or not, mm-hmm. Toby. They basically over- interviewed over a hundred people and nobody mm-hmm. said anything. Right. Everyone's like, like, what nope. the fuck? So then right. they set up a tip line and they're like, we're going to give a reward. And the reward started at $500 and ended up being like $10,000. Yeah. And basically, they they don't have anything for like two years, right? And mm-hmm. while this is all happening, right, Buffalo Trace is aware that people are stealing from them. Toby and his band of little thieves. Oh, my God. I'm making him out to be Robin Hood, aren't I? No. <laughs> They're still stealing shit. They're still like right. putting bottles down their pants and walking out the front door. Nobody's patting them the fuck down. He's paying off security guards, you know, because he's making a lot of money. They're making a lot of money. Like shit's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so that like the sheriff's department literally is just like running around. I think of it like, you know, like in the cartoons where like the bad guys are trying to get away and, or like the good guys are trying to get away. Oh, it's very mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah. They're looking in one room and Toby and the boys are like, we're over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for two years, this is happening. Well, then the, then the sheriff's, it's either the sheriff's department or the police department, I believe it's the sheriff's department, gets a tip that there are some barrels of whiskey on this dude's property. Ooh. And they get this tip. And so they go out. And here's my first thought. So they, the, the way that the, the sheriff tells what they did they say Mm -hmm. they come up to this road right Mm -hmm. to like basically his property line and he looks out and they see a shed and they can see something is behind the shed Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. are they saying that what they saw behind the shed was probable cause to go onto somebody's because i was Mm -hmm. like oh well maybe they have a search warrant and that is not correct because later Mm -hmm. we find out they say after they find the barrels they they call and get a search warrant yeah so i was like oh it has to be yeah I was like, oh, fucking shit. No. (laughs) (laughs) So they basically, the sheriffs go out there and they they walk onto his prop. They see something. So they walk onto the property and they're looking around. And I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know the laws in Kentucky. So, but in California, I know that, like, if you were to come into my home without a, like, if I let you as a police officer come into my home and you come in, you can't just start going through my shit. If I have, like, cocaine and a, and a like machete and a gun on my ta- on my like coffee table you have every right to be like that's not right mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> but you don't like you can't just like go and like start lifting up tarps and shit like that right so that's what they do they like go and they lift up and they see that there are these barrels there and they realize that they have a stamp on them but they don't know what what company it is because it's been spray painted out which is like their big key that it's stolen because it wasn't stolen why wouldn't you just have the brand on top Mm -hmm. and then they do some research and they find out that these are they found out these are wild turkey ones mind you they're literally searching for the people who have stolen cases of pappy 
Van Winkle bourbon, not barrels of wild turkey. I get it. Mm -hmm. They've stumbled across another crime that was in the middle of happening. But like Mm -hmm. your probable cause in my mind wasn't there. Yeah. So then they go and they get a warrant and they come back and nobody's home. And they just ransack these people's fucking houses. Literally, like, Julie gets her kids and they come home and they, like, it's, like, 2015 and they, like, find them and, like, they're outside. They, like, Julie calls, it's either Julie or the sheriff's department calls Toby and is, like, you need to come home. He comes Mm -hmm. home and he's, like, basically tells his kids, like, I, like, he knows he's in fucking trouble. And he's, like, I am so, so sorry. I'm assuming they found all his money. Mm Mm-hmm. And whatnot, because he had a ton of it at this point. Like in the Mm -hmm. documentary, he had stacks on stacks on stacks of Mm -hmm. money. So basically, they're like, they start interviewing him in his house. And Toby is like cooperating. And Julie has to be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, shut up, bro. (laughs) Which is funny because Pat, which I really find interesting because Pat, who's the sheriff, the article says that the, the detectives and the sheriff portrayed here as grandstanding attention hogs. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I agree with i mean it's not yeah wrong. so basically they were like dude they're like oh he was gonna work he was gonna cooperate but like he was right like toby was like those are wild turkey barrels those aren't those aren't pat van winkle barrels yeah they're like do you know if wild turkey is missing any barrels <laughs> and they're like no Because wild turkey didn't know they were missing barrels. Right. Yeah. Literally. It's just crazy, like, how lax everything was security-wise. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. (laughs) And it doesn't sound like it got better. So then, basically, they take him into custody. They read him his Mm -hmm. rights. They take him into custody. And then... (laughs) And then they start interviewing his friends. And they basically offer immunity. Mm-hmm. anyone who'll tell anything and eventually these guys all turn on him yeah. because here's the thing they have a smoking gun that convicts all of these fuckers mm-hmm. and that is toby's cell phone which they've taken into custody and it's mm-hmm. now evidence which mm-hmm. he has not deleted a single fucking text message <laughs> so it's not even like they have to wait for the records to like pull this shit up and like hope that he has a carrier that keeps that shit on file no yeah. this is literally like Oh, Sean's texting him. Hey, my buddy needs more. When can I get this? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll meet you at 8 p.m. at blah, blah, blah. Okay, the price, like literally, all the all the prosecution would have had to do is like print out, literally print out his text messages. And that's what right. they were doing. They were like showing these guys the text messages. And they mm-hmm. were like, okay, so if like I cooperate with you, I get immunity. And they're like, yep, you get immunity. Mm-hmm. They literally have proof you did this shit. Of course you're going to tell on your friend. I'm sorry. Like, I know everyone was like, Toby was like, all my friends turned on me. And I wanted him to be like, I wouldn't blame him. I would have done it too. Like, right. These people had families and friends. And oh, and here's the other thing. There's a whole other part of this that they could have gotten in trouble for, too, is they were all taking illegal steroids from Mexico. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's just add that in the mix, too. Jesus. And the reason this is important is they're all in the same softball team. Mm hmm. So mm-hmm. they would go down to Mexico, get it, have it shipped. These people were like steroided up softball junkies who had an illegal bootlegging system. Yeah. For <laughs> bourbon. It's when I say this should be a movie, this should be a movie. Dude, it, it's just like, it's so crazy. It's just, it sounds made up, 
but it's not. It's crazy to me. It's like so, oh my gosh, I can't even put into words. (laughs) Right. So they go to trial, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh God. And he's found, he's found guilty basically of this ring. And the thing is, in Kentucky, if you are part of like a crime, so like if Tara and I go to Target and I steal a bunch of shit, and I put it in her car and she drives me around and she knows I did it, right? Like mm-hmm. she just knows I did it. And then I deliver stolen goods to somebody else who pays me for them. And I take Tara out for a hamburger afterwards. Tara is part of my, my crime, my organized yep. crime. These people were all part of it. So even his wife, Julie, because she lived in the house, she benefited, was charged. I don't think they ever did anything with her, but she was definitely mm-hmm. charged mm-hmm. with all of the same shit. And, like, that had to be so embarrassing. And, like, her kids were, like, like her mm. kids were, like, in high school and dating age. And, like, Toby tells the story of, like, how his son liked a girl. And the dad, like, Googled them and found this out and made the girl break up with, with his son, Kate. I was like, that's I mean, so sad. It is sad. But listen, as a parent, you're like, I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I don't blame them either. But also, I was like, and th- that was the moment I was like, it's not like he's a murderer. He just steals shit. Yeah, but it's like, you have to think about it, too, because it's like, if he's stupid enough to be involved in the stuff he is caught for, there's potential he could be involved in worse things. And, you know, you want to protect your kid. So sorry, little boy. Sorry this happened to you. But no, stay away from my kid. (laughs) I probably as a parent would react the same way. Yeah. You know, but again, it's like you're watching this and you're like, he's on the screen and he's like tearing up talking about, I wish they wouldn't punish my son. You're like, I'm re- I just so understand, Toby, they shouldn't punish your son for you. <laughs> but I didn't really cry. Uh, I was like, I did not react like that. <laughs> I'm just being overdramatic for funsies, guys. No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just like, I, I, like, I could see the point of that because I'm like, I'm the child of a criminal. Yeah. My mom went to prison. So, like, mm-hmm. I would be really fucking pissed if people were like, well, I can't trust you because your mom did stupid shit. Well, I didn't do it. I wasn't a part of it. I'm still yeah. a good person. But, yeah, no, I, I think yeah. it's more of it's not that they don't trust the, the kid because it's they not the kid's yeah. fault. They don't trust the parents. So, you know, it's like, how can I let my daughter, you know, date this young man if I don't feel like my kid would be safe in their home because of what Toby and blah, blah, blah did. You know what I mean? So totally get it. Oh, for sure. I mean, granted, I was raised by my grandparents. So like it wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. It wasn't like someone could be like, oh, I was raised by that person. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, completely different. So Toby gets sentenced to 15 years, mm-hmm. right? So he'll be out in seven and a half. This is in 2015, 16 time. So technically, mm-hmm. with good behavior, he'd already be out. Yeah. Or getting out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enter another person. So people were like, okay, but they're like, you don't have any proof that he stole any pappy things. Mm-hmm. Except for like, you know, the text messages. But like, they don't know mm-hmm. how much. And, you know, so he was tried and convicted mm-hmm. for the barrels of the wild turkey. For the barrels of wild turkey. Mm-hmm. But everyone was offered immunity in relationship to the Pappy Van Winkle bourbon thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings up this other gentleman who worked there. And his name was Greg Algeman, I think. Algen. Mm-hmm. 
And he basically comes in and they're like, are you part of this thing with Toby? Like, are you part of this Pappy Wenwinkle, this Pappy Gate? And he's like, no, I have never done any criminal activity with Toby. I've never done anything with Toby. And the police finally go, which I was like, are they going to fucking catch that? Like, he's being very, like, he's not lying. He's being honest, but he's being very specific about his words. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, have you ever stolen anything? And he goes, do I get immunity if I cooperate? And they're like, of course. Like, you, this motherfucker over here stole all the shit. Like, the, sh- the case that, like, alerted everything, Greg stole. Yep. Greg had been stealing pappy shit for, like, decades. Right. And, like, when all of this shit is still happening, like, when he's, like, watching it all, like, go down and he knows all this shit after 2013, he's still stealing Pappy shit. Mm-hmm. He stole 17 cases of Pappy Van Winkle 20 years. Which is really That's funny because... So much. I love when he started. He's like, I only stole, like, a case. Well, maybe one or two. Well... And then by the end of it, they were, like, 17 cases. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Because, like, he only stole one or two cases, walked out with a fucking box of them, but he had, like, stolen so many bottles over the years that it, like, yeah. ended up being... And, like, I, what is the case? Like, 20, 20 bottles? I have no clue. Something like that. 12. Okay, so 12 bottles. So let's do a little... Let's do a little math. So 12 bottles, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and how many cases? I got my calculator up. 17. 17. Okay, so that's 204 bottles. So if you go on the low, think about it, you go on the low end, mm-hmm. what did we say? It was between, it was between two to 4,000. So times 2,000, over $400,000 on the low end worth of whiskey. Yeah. Craziness. There's a bottle right now of Happy Van Winkle's, Happy Van Winkle's Family Reserve 20-year old Larsenberg, for, so 1999. So at this point, it's older than 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's for $8,843.99. Shit, that's crazy. That's so fucking much. Right? Right? They, like, honestly, let's be real. It was probably on the higher end, mid to higher end. So this, like, that's over 800 k alone. Like, holy fuck. Well, they said they think it was about a million dollars. That great. Yeah. Oh, my God. He probably had some of those, th- the bottle like that one you just said, like, this guarantee probably it. probably is. <laughs> right. Probably get it. Like, if I clicked, which I could not afford, but, like, if I was buying it, I'd be buying it from Greg. <laughs> probably not, because at this point, he was, Im- he was immune from stealing it, but probably not immune from trafficking. So, because of this, Toby's in prison. And because mm-hmm. this comes to light... People like kind of are like, wait a second, like he didn't steal all of this mm-hmm. shit, right? Mm-hmm. They let him the fuck out. He only spent 30 days. Yeah, because of what was it called? Like shock, shock probation or some shit? Yeah, shock probation. Shock probation is, a, is the U.S. legal policy which a judge orders a convicted offender to prison for a short time and then suspends the remainder of the sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he had no history, had no violent history record, anything like that. So that's why he got that. But it's crazy. You get sentenced 15 years and then you serve a month. Okay, so this is what they say. Mm-hmm. Shock probation is an early release from incarceration, typically after about 90 days. 
Shock probation is offered in hope that the shock of incarceration will deter the defendant from committing any future crimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would probably do for me. <laughs> I'll be like, right. no, right. not here. Yeah. <laughs> so he is out and living his life, hopefully crime free, yeah. hopefully steroid free. Because mm-hmm. I also think that like when you're on steroids, like I don't think you think in your I don't think you think clearly. Right. I'm not, I, I don't want people to come at me and be like, oh my God, steroids. Blah, blah. I don't know the, I don't know the science behind it, but like, I do know that there's like stereotypic things that people talk about, like roid, mm-hmm. like people who are kind and sweet and caring suddenly are like violent. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that it probably alters other things as well. Right. So yeah, that is the case of Pappygate. <laughs> and it is, it was wild. Definitely an interesting watch though. So check it out for sure. Oh, for sure. I like it. Yeah. It was so good. And I was just like, oh, my God. I want you guys watch it and let us know how you feel about the people Mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, Pat Milton, the sheriff, did not get reelected. Womp womp. Because of the whole giving immunity to the dude. That's where that came in. He gave immunity to the dude. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but he's still you didn't even (laughs) convict the right person. Like, but I mean, they did, but they did it, you know. Yeah, like the main person. <laughs> the crime someone in you which you have. were investigating, you did not actually like arrest the person. You just got lucky and caught someone else. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Right. Pappygate is really Greg. It's not Toby. Yeah. It just seemed like he became the fall guy for everybody else. I mean, that is what happened, essentially. Right. It's crazy. Like, yes, he participated, but it's like the level of participation. It's like, damn, you're not even going to go for like... The heavy hitters at all, are you? But it goes back to that, well, he wanted it closed, so that way it would be like, you know, be like, oh, look, while I was sheriff, I solved this case, da-da-da, you know, like all of that, so. But it's such a fucking small town area that, like, and everybody knew everything going on that as soon Mm -hmm. as that leaked that Greg got immunity and he was the pappy gate, people were like, Mm -hmm. you can do shit, sir. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say this. There was one character in here. It was one of Toby's friends that like one of the people who actually like because there were like most of the guys refused to be interviewed. Yeah. He was one of like his go betweens. Like so he would find the clients and then get the get the stuff. And Mm -hmm. it was funny because (laughs) he basically like drove. He was being followed. So he basically drove around the state of Kentucky. (laughs) Because he knew he was being followed. I was like, that's kind of fucked up and so funny. Because at some point, like, as the person, like, following him, I'd be like, is he just fucking with me? He's just fucking right? with me. But I have For to real. follow him because it's my job. <laughs> right? Him. Oh, my God. Then he, like, when the sheriffs went to, like, serve his warrant, mm-hmm. he drove to this parking lot that I guess the county line runs through. Mm-hmm. Which cracks me up because he was like, I'm over here. You can't get me. And all of the sheriffs and all the investigators were like, it doesn't actually work like that. <laughs> That's not how that works. They could have you arrested idiot. It. They're like, it's not like in the Dukes of Hazard. Like if they get to that bridge. Right. The line, no, they're like, we could literally. The sheriff was like, we could just arrest him. It's fine. Oh, man. But I love that they let him think that they were like, oh, no, right. you come over here. We're going to get you. Mm hmm. <laughs> I love it so much. But oh, yeah. man. So that is the Pappy Gate case, and we hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And we will be back here on Thursday for another episode. 
So toodles, guys. Bye.